0: Welcome to the Pulp Nostalgia AudioCast. This week we have The Black Cat, an episode of Mystery in the Air, first broadcast September 18, 1947. The short-lived series starred Peter Laurie and aired over NBC as a summer replacement series from July to September 1947. This episode is, of course, based on The Black Cat by Edgar Allan Poe, first published this month in 1843 in the Saturday Evening Post. Well, of course, Poe never wrote for the pulps. We assume he would have been quite at home in their pages if he'd just been born a century later. As it was, his stories were often reprinted in various pulp magazines, most notably Weird Tales. If you like Pulp that Veers Toward the Supernatural, you should check out our recent release, Pulp from the Pyramids, which featured pulp tales of mummies in ancient Egypt. You can find it at Amazon or other bookstores, or order directly from us at a discount. That direct link is in the show notes. The Pulp Nostalgia AudioCast is a Brick Pickle Media production, copyright 2021. For more from Brick Pickle Media, visit brickpicklemedia.com. You can find a link to all of our books in our entire online store on the website. And just a reminder that if you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that, on with the show.
1: Mystery in the Air, starring Peter Lorre, presented by Camel Cigarettes. it is the sentence of this court that you be hanged by the
2: neck until you are dead. And may God have mercy on your soul.
3: No, I... I neither expect nor solicit belief for this wild story. I... I would be mad to expect it yet. Mad I'm not, and very surely I do not dream. But, but while there is still time, I, I don't know why I... I feel compelled to report a series uh, of mere household events and their consequences. These events have terrified, have tortured, have destroyed me. Perhaps some are more calm, more, more logical, but certainly far less excitable than I will be able to explain them. I, I cannot. I, I can only tell you the facts, and that I have to do today because tomorrow I die. <laughs>
1: Each week at this time, camel cigarettes bring you Peter Lorre in the excitement of the great stories of the strange and unusual, of dark and compelling masterpieces culled from the four corners of world literature. Tonight, Edgar Allan Poe's immortal American classic, The Black Cat.
2: Mystery in the Air, starring Peter Lorre. Brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. Experience is the best teacher. Try a camel. Let your own experience tell you why more people are smoking camels than ever before. Give your T-Zone the experience of enjoying a camel. And see if you don't join the millions of other smokers who say, Camel's suit my T zone to a T. Your T zone, that's tea for taste and tea for throat, is your true proving ground for any cigarette. See if Camel's rich, full flavor isn't a delightful experience for your taste. If Camel's cool mildness isn't more than welcome to your throat, try a Camel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, believe me, there was nothing, absolutely nothing in my childhood which which forecast the terrible events that were to come. No, as a child, I, I was very gentle. I, I got along well with everyone, but at most I liked animals, yes. <laughs> All kinds of animals. And, and then I married quite young, and I, I was very happy to find that my wife shared my feelings. <laughs> very soon, we, we had quite a collection. Oh, we had... We had birds and goldfish. We had a dog and some rabbits, and we had a cat. I'll never forget the day my wife brought it home. (laughs) Hello, hello. You're home so early.
4: Look, Charles, look. Look what I brought. Oh.
3: Look at it, oh the little kitty! Where did you get it, darling?
4: Oh, the poor little thing! Some dogs were chasing it, and oh, I just rescued it in time.
3: Yes, it was little... so
4: frightened.
3: Yes, but it isn't frightened anymore.
4: Oh, it seems to love you, child. <laughs> then that's not strange. All animals do.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Nobody's going to hurt your kitty, kitty no. How
4: about some milk, huh? <laughs>
3: yes. There, you see. <laughs> Oh, he must have been very hungry. Yes. Hey, what's your name?
4: Huh? I don't suppose he has a name. He is so young. I don't think he belongs to anybody. Well,
3: then, then, we have to give him a name.
4: You mean we can keep him?
3: Keep him? What are you talking about? He has no home. We can't turn him out in the streets, can oh, we? Oh,
4: Charles, I was hoping you'd let him stay.
3: Of course, but he—he he must have a name. Yes. Let's see. Oh, yes, black. Yes, yeah, all black. Beautiful. Not a single white mark. Mo- oh. Oh, I have it. (laughs) He's as black as the devil. Let's call him Pluto. (laughs) Yes, we'll call you Pluto. Well, Pluto grew up to be a remarkably beautiful cat, and of all the animals in our house, he became my favorite and my playmate, yes, and until it all changed, yes, and as the years went on, my... My character suffered a radical change, and everything changed.
4: Huh?
3: Why? Well, I... I'm ashamed. I, I hate to admit it. it, it through, uh, through... Through intemperance, yes, through intemperance. And then as, uh, as drink became more and more necessary to me, I... I became more and more moody and irritable.
4: going. I don't
3: have to tell you where I'm going. Oh,
4: Charles, what's happening? What do you mean what's happening to me? Well, you never used to go out every night to those vile places. please stop nagging? Stop
3: it! I go out because I can't stand listening to you nag, nag, nag all day
4: long. I don't know what's come over you.
3: There, there, see? (laughs) Why don't you learn from Pluto? It's only a cat. He, he doesn't ask me where I'm going. Yeah, that's right. You never do, no. Come here, Pluto. Yes, I like you. Come here.
4: Be careful, Charles. Don't pick him uh, up like that. He heard don't. Him. You're hurting
3: heard him. I'm never him. i hurting him. Ow! He, he bit me. He bit me. You. You never mind. I'll
4: show you. you don't, Charles. Don't. Ah, don't. I'll show you. Beast.
3: Yes, I, I hate to admit it, but I was so furious, I kicked Pluto, and I kicked him again, and hard, and... Well, and the next morning, I, I saw that his ear was torn, and I was filled with remorse for what I'd done. From then on, <laughs> Pluto ran away in terror whenever I approached, and, and that in turn made me more and more irritated, and, and in the end, it... It was sheer perverseness, nothing else, yes. Sheer and unexplainable perverseness that, that made me do what I did. Yeah. I, I blush to admit it, but one morning I, I strangled the poor animal. You know, I, I killed it only because I knew that, that it had loved me and, and because, because it had given me no reason for offense. No, I, I'm offering no excuse. I... I'm only recounting what happened. Well, in, in the evening, I I went to the inn as usual, and I came home very late, and I fell fast asleep with my clothes on. Then I was awakened suddenly. Hey, <laughs>
4: what's the what?
3: matter
1: here?
4: Charles, Charles, wake up! Charles, what's the matter? There must be a fire. <laughs> I smell smoke. <laughs> Heavens, it's... Look it! It's our house!
3: Oh. Our house is burning! Come on, darling, come. We'll be trapped. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> oh. Quick. Oh. The stairs are on fire. Here we go. I can't. I... Don't talk, don't talk, sweetheart. <laughs> perhaps uh, perhaps uh, I can get you through the flames. <sighs> don't breathe, darling. Here. <laughs> Here. 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 Here's the front door, yet. Yeah. We made it We're safe
2: Oh, Charles Look, our house hey, Anybody else in there? No Nobody else uh, It's just as well Never could get them out now Are you the owner? Yes That was our house. Well, you haven't got much left, then. We can't save it now. Stand
1: back! Stand back, everybody! The roof's gonna fall in! Stand back! There it goes!
2: Well... It's down now.
1: Funny, nothing is left but that one wall in the middle.
5: Look at it. What about it? Look at it on the wall.
2: Hey, that is strange. Uh, What are you talking about? What's strange?
5: There, there on the wall. It's still
1: standing. Uh, Marks
4: on the plaster.
2: Marks? Marks? What mark?
1: What's the matter? Are you blind? Right up there in the wall, that black figure. Oh, oh, yeah.
4: It looks like a cat. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, the yeah. smoke
1: must have done it, but it certainly does look like a cat. What looks like a cat? There, and it's
3: got one floppy ear. Who's got a floppy
1: ear? That's really funny. Ears?
3: Funny, 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 huh? It's not funny. It is not funny at all. You hear? I know what it is. You know who it is? Yes, it's Pluto. I. I recognize him. Yes, yeah, there. See, his ear is torn. Huh? Oh, you, you beast! That hideous beast! It's, it's come back to, to haunt me. Leave me alone! You hear? I, I can't stand it. I can't. I can't.
2: Get some water, somebody. This man's fainted. <laughs>
1: Mr. Peter Laurie will bring us the climax of tonight's mystery in the air when camels present act two of the Black Cat.
2: Ask a champion the secret of his success, and no doubt you'll get the same answer every time. Experience is the best teacher. Take Rose Gould, for instance. Featured aerialist of Ringling Brothers in Barnum and Bailey Circus. Miss Gould says it took experience to teach her that famous 75-foot dive into space. Mildred O'Donnell, diving champion, thanks experience for her crown. Yes, they all learn from experience, just as smokers everywhere learn from experience about cigarettes. Back in the days of the wartime cigarette shortage, millions of smokers tried brand after brand, smoked whatever they could get. And that experience made people experts in judging the differences in cigarette quality. That was when so many people discovered that camels suit their T-zones to a tea that camels give them the rich, full flavor and the cool mildness they've always wanted. As a result...
6: More people are smoking camels than ever before.
2: Experience is the best teacher. Try a camel yourself. <laughs>
1: The black cat is dead, killed by its master. The house is burned to the ground, with everything in it completely destroyed. Now the scene is the almost deserted, candle-lit taproom of a local inn.
5: Don't you think you'd better go on home, sir? Hmm? It's getting late. (laughs) Home,
3: huh? You should see the terrible place where... We are living now.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I heard you. Lost everything in that
3: fire. Lost everything? Yes, I I lost everything. I, I lost my house. I lost everything.
5: Well, uh, how about that black cat of yours you used to talk about all the time? Huh? Uh, what was his name? What was his name? Pluto. Oh, yeah. Yes, Pluto's gone, too. Oh,
3: I, I tell you, I miss him. I, I miss him very much.
5: Huh? And if you miss him that much, why don't you get another cat? Give me a drink. Ah, It's getting pretty late, sir. I mean, won't your wife be expecting you? Give me a drink. Yes, sir. I'll have to fetch another bottle.
3: Why don't I get another cat, huh? That's what you said. Well, why don't I? No reason I shouldn't. No reason to be in a deeps of despair just just because of a cat. Uh, if I get another cat, uh, maybe maybe I'll be able to forget her. What's that? Oh, well, there's a cat now. Yes, yeah, sitting on top of the table. Black <laughs> cat. Huh? Stranger, I've been staring at that table for five minutes. I could swear there was no cat on it. Anyway, where did you come from, huh? Oh, you... You're a beautiful cat, yes. You, <laughs> you're just as black as Pluto. Yeah, I accept you. You've know, you, you got a splotch of white on your chest. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Oh, yes, come. Come, sit on my lap, huh? Oh, yeah. Kitty, kitty, yes, you're a nice kitty, You're a nice cat. Yeah. Here you are, sir. Where did this cat come from? Cat?
5: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Big one, isn't he? I don't know where it came from, or how it got in, either, for that matter. Never seen it around here before. Don't know who it belongs to? No. No, as far as I'm concerned, it belongs to you, if you want it. Can't keep it here. My wife doesn't like cats. Especially black ones.
3: Doesn't like cats, huh? <laughs> How stupid. Yeah. Say, I want it. Yes, sir. Uh, I want it very much. Uh, I'll take it home with me right now. <laughs>
4: such a wonderful cat. Just since last week it's made itself so much at home. Well, you think it had lived here always.
3: Yes, yes, I've noticed that.
4: It reminds me so much of Pluto.
3: Yes, but this one has a patch of white on its chest. Don't forget that. Yes,
4: that's right, dear. But I can't help wondering. I wonder what ever became of Pluto. He disappeared the day of the fire. I know, I know he
3: disappeared. and <clears throat> Well, maybe he... He knew the house was going to burn down.
4: Oh, see how it loves you. Rubbing against your leg, just the way Pluto used to.
3: Pluto, Pluto! Stop talking about Pluto! Darling,
4: I didn't mean anything. I'm, I'm sorry.
3: sorry. I'm sorry, dear. I always talk about how much this new cat resembles Pluto. It, it just makes me even nervous. And look, actually, there, there's hardly any resemblance at all, really. And except that... Except that they're both black... This one has a white patch on its chest and... Uh... Oh,
4: the poor thing. Charles, look, his ear is torn. Huh? See? What? Here under the fur. What? Oh, I never noticed that before. Neither did I. Why, it's just the way Pluto's... I mean...
3: Go ahead, say it, say it, say it. It's torn, it's torn, yes. Yeah, just the way Pluto's ear was torn. when well, I kicked him, huh?
4: That's it, isn't it? Well, he must have been in a fight or something. Mm. But it's curious we didn't notice Curious,
3: it. huh? You have no idea how curious it is. <laughs> no idea. Get that cat out of my sight,
4: Charles, you're mad. Get it out of my How can you act that way about a poor, dumb animal?
3: Take Especially one that loves you
4: so much. Oh, now you Get frightened it, it, dear. away
3: from me, you hear me?
4: <laughs> the way you talk, anybody think you don't even like the poor like cat. It, huh? Like it?
3: Like it. I hate it. I tell you, I hate it. I, I hate it. I, I hate it. I, I hate it. In in a short time, the cat had been with us. I had come to look upon it with unutterable loathing. Why, why I don't know, yet the more I hated it, the more affectionate it acted toward me. Wherever I went, it followed. Whenever I sat down, it it would spring upon my knees and, and cover me with its loathsome caresses as if this were not enough to the white patch on its chest, which originally it, it had been very indefinite in shape, but, but gradually it assumed a very definite outline, yes, the, the unmistakable and, and ghastly shape of the gallows, a terrible engine of horror, of agony, and of death. I, I longed to destroy the beast, but... I was prevented by an absolute unreasonable dread. I I was sure I was losing my mind. Charles,
4: are you going out again?
3: Yes, I'm going out. I don't know when I'll be back.
4: Oh, Before you go, do you suppose you... Why, what is it? Will you help me bring up some wood from the cellar?
3: Why do you always want more wood?
4: The house is cold. You know I haven't been feeling well. I'm not strong enough to carry I'm not it myself. Strong enough.
3: All right, come on, I'll help you. You might have thought of this before. Look
4: out! Why?
3: Oh. oh, that's cat. That's that beast again. It's always under my feet. It tried to trip me on the stairs. Oh no, I'm <laughs> sure it did. I'll get rid of that beast once and for all. I'll be... Charles, put down that crowbar. Get out of my way. No, no, stop! I say, get out of my way. No. Let go of my arm. Please, Charles, you're a Let gonna go, go of doing? my arm. Are you going to let go? Oh, please,
4: I please. said, let go. Yeah.
3: Why didn't you let me go? <laughs> Yes, she She had fallen dead without a groan. My blind rage, my rage against the cat. I, I'd struck my wife and killed her. Well, <laughs> nothing I can do about it now. All I could do was, was to set myself to the task of concealing the body. Yes, I, I thought and I deliberated and, and then it occurred to me that Yes, in the Middle Ages, they used to wall up their victims, and I determined to do the same thing. Yes, behind the wall in a cellar. I managed to dislodge a section of bricks near the chimney, and and in a hole behind them, I propped the body. Then I carefully laid the bricks back in their original possession, and, and when I had finished, no one, no one could have told that the wall had been disturbed at all. Well, I... I could say to myself triumphantly, here at least, my labor has not been in vain. My next step, then, was... was to look for the beast that had been a cause of so much misery, but, but then I became aware that, that it had completely disappeared. Huh? Three days passed, and, and still my tormentor did not appear. Oh, it's impossible to describe or, or to imagine the deep sense of my relief. For the first time in months, I, I slept, yes. I, oh, I slept. Even with a burden of murder on my soul. <laughs> yes, some few inquiries were made about my wife's whereabouts, and the search of the house was conducted, but, but nothing was discovered. Oh, uh, I finally could look upon my future secure.
2: Yes, good day, sir. Sorry to disturb
5: you again, sir.
3: No. Oh. <laughs> It's you, Sergeant. Is there anything I can do for you?
5: Well, they're still puzzled about your wife's disappearance. Puzzled,
3: eh? Huh? <laughs> well,
5: so am I. Well, some of her friends have been around at the police station. What's that got to do with me, huh? You've already searched house twice. What do you want? Oh, I know, sir, but, well, the captain sent me and the constable here to yes. look around just once more. To be sure there's no clues been overlooked. Mm-hmm. This will be the last time, sir. Only a matter of routine. Mm-hmm. We routine. won't bother you again. All right. Come in. Thank you, sir. Come on, Joe.
3: Right. Where would you like to look first? Well,
5: we might as well begin with the cellar.
3: Cellar? All right, yes. Right down these steps. I'll come with you.
5: Yes, I always say searching a house is like getting ahead in the world. You start at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I see. It's very funny. Well, come on, constable, get to work.
2: Right.
3: While they searched, I folded my arms and watched. As before, they discovered nothing, nothing. But as they were about to depart, a glee. My heart was too strong to be restrained. I, I burned to say, but one word, yes, just one word. By, by the way of triumph and. And as they started up the steps, I said, uh... Say, have you noticed, uh... This is a very well-constructed house, you know. Hey, gentlemen, you're not going, are eh? Yes, it's a... It's an excellently well-constructed house. <clears throat> You've never seen such a well-constructed house in a, in a frenzy of my bravado. Upon that very portion of the brickwork behind which stood the courts of my wife, I I rapped with my cane. <laughs> Let me heaven deliver me
2: from the arch-fiend.
3: How is that? that? Uh, wind, probably. Wind?
5: That's not the wind. It
3: came when
2: you hit this wall here. Whatever it is, it's behind these bricks, Sarge. Yeah. Here, take this crowbar and knock no, that, that wall down. Right.
3: Wait a minute. you. Keep
2: quiet, you. Can't you can't do this. Wait a minute. Where are you going?
1: Upstairs.
2: You stay right here. Huh? Hey, this is new plaster. It hasn't even had time to set yet. Huh. Ah, pull it down. All right. Here she comes. Look out.
4: <laughs> oh.
2: There's what we're looking for, all right. His wife's body. What's that horrible looking thing sitting on her head? It's a cat! How did that cat get in there?
3: Huh? I know how it got in there. Yes, I know. I I must have walled it up in a tomb and I never knew it, no. Look at that red mouse. That was a burning eyes. You, you hideous, you beast, you monster, you, you are the devil. You made me a murderer. Now for three days you've been in there waiting, waiting to send me to the gallows. The hangman will get me. Yes, I, I hope, I hope you're satisfied. I hope you're satisfied. (laughs)
2: the makers of Camel cigarettes send free camels to servicemen's hospitals from coast to coast. This week, the camels go to Veterans Hospital, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, U.S. Army McCornack General Hospital, Pasadena, California, U.S. Naval Hospital, Houston, Texas, U.S. Marine Hospital, Baltimore, Maryland, and Veterans Hospital, Dayton, Ohio. When three leading independent research organizations asked
5: 113,597 doctors, doctors living in every state of the union, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? The brand named most was Camel.
6: According to a nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette.
1: Next week, Mystery in the Air, starring Mr. Peter Lorre, brings you an adaptation of one of our star's greatest motion pictures, Crime and Punishment, based on the book by Fyodor Dostoevsky, with a special musical score composed and conducted by Paul Barron.
6: Mr. Pipe Smoker, here's proof for you. Proof that Prince Albert is a satisfying smoke. More pipes smoke Prince Albert than any other tobacco, naturally. Prince Albert is a mellow, mild tobacco with a rich, full flavor. Choice tobacco specially made for smoking pleasure. Specially treated to ensure against tongue bite. Crimp cut to burn slow, smoke cool. See if one pipe full of PA doesn't convince you that Prince Albert is your favorite too. Beginning two weeks from tonight, Thursday, October 2nd, Camel's comedy quiz, The Bob Hawk Show, will be heard at this time over these same NBC stations. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.